Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. All right, guys, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. We're excited to have you back today, and I'm here again with my co-host and husband, Scott, and we're going to be talking about a really great topic that we're all smack dab in the middle of right now. Summer is here. Summer. Summer. Woohoo. But the problem is that with summer comes vacation mode, and we tend to be in a mindset where we reach the end of summer and think, oh my gosh, what did I just do to myself? You just vacationed. Yeah, you're in vacation mode all summer. So this episode, we're going to dive into surviving summer, basically giving you guys some really practical tips, tools that you can do to enjoy your summer vacation, all the activities that you have for summer, without feeling like you need to be obsessive about your health, but still staying on track and not letting yourself go also throughout summer. With summer, like we said, comes vacation mode. And I kind of feel like vacation mode or summer mode can feel a lot like holiday mode. (laughs) If you think about what we do at Christmas time and going through the holidays kind of from usually Halloween until January 1st. It's that holiday mode. And the first reason that we feel this way is that we tend to press the pause button and put our habits on hold for a while. We tend to put things on the back burner. We know we're going to be traveling. We're going to be doing this, doing that, and everything's a little inconsistent. And we just feel like this might not be the best time to really be thinking about our healthy habits. So I'll just put everything on the back burner until life calms down a little bit more. Well, it's just kind of crazier in the summer. I mean, you're out of your normal routine. Uh, As parents, you have the little ones around the house more, and it just kind of throws everything off a little bit. It it can feel very abnormal and can feel fun, but it does kind of get you away from your habits. Right. And so we will just press the pause button and say, you know, I'm just going to pick this back up when life gets more smoothed out and I have a more consistent rhythm. So that's the first thing we tend to do mentally. The second thing we do mentally sometimes during summer mode, and this also applies to holiday mode too, is that everything is fun and special and it's that limited, it's that for a limited time attitude. Like this is gonna be my only opportunity to have this thing or to do this thing. So we wanna kind of experience the fullness of summer because we think this is gonna be our only chance to do it. There's a nostalgia factor to it. I know that when we go camping, we get donuts. When we go to this particular place when we camp, that's where we get the ice cream. When we do the the sprinkler in the backyard, that's when we have the popsicles. You know, you, you tend to have activities where certain food items get connected to them, and it's this kind of limited time idea of we got to experience all of it exactly how I remember it. And it's almost this nostalgic effect. And also you have longer days, longer days and sun. And yeah. I know that becomes difficult because when we're in the middle of winter and it's dark at five o'clock, 
you sit down on the couch and cuddle up and you're not looking to go out and celebrate something. Right. But this time of year when it's seven, eight o'clock and it's warm and you can put the kids down and go sit out on the back deck, what's what I want when I'm sitting on the back deck? Yep. A nice adult <laughs> beverage. Yeah. And it makes it really easy just because of the weather and the timing. Yeah. We get this celebratory attitude. There's nothing wrong with that, but unfortunately, if we don't keep our attitude and ultimately our behaviors in check, summertime can start to feel a lot like how we feel during the holidays. We get all those same unhealthy, what have I done to myself feelings, and that's not good. It doesn't feel good. So how are we going to realistically navigate summertime and not let ourselves feel pressured or overwhelmed in the middle of it all to try to keep up with our regular routine, but still feel good in our bodies. You guys, it's all about learning what balance and moderation with our workouts and our nutrition actually means applied to this time of year. And it's okay because we can apply what balance and moderation means to different seasons of our life throughout the year. At different times, we just need to see what that looks like for summertime, what that's going to look like for you right now. And so we're going to cover some pretty specific stuff here. I'm going to give you numbers. We're going to talk about strategies, logistics, mindset tools that will help keep you appropriately focused this summer. My goal for you is to come out the other end of summer feeling healthy, feeling strong, but not feeling like you missed out on the fun things of summer. So the first thing we need to do is we need to take a look at all of your activities and the overall stress load, your schedules, you're going here, you're going there, your, your trips that you have planned, and decide if you want to be in progress mode this summer, if you want to be in maintenance mode this summer, or if you're going to be in digress mode digress. this summer. Digress. Okay, honestly, digress mode should not be an option because that's usually what we do. We come into summer with great habits, but then we digress over the summer because we just let things go. So let's just make sure that that's not an option for you this summer. I don't want you to digress, okay? You're not going to come out the other end of summer being in worse shape than when you started. So let's look at the difference between progress mode and maintenance mode. We'll talk a little bit about what digress mode looks like so you have a clear idea of what each of these modes mean. So progress mode, this is when you're actually making physical changes happen. You need to start by asking yourself, do you want to change your body right now? Are there changes that you want to see? Do you want to get leaner? Do you want to feel more toned? Do you want to lose some body fat? Do you want to fit into a smaller jean size or finally put a swimsuit on without feeling embarrassed? There's some change that you want to make happen. Another change might be your own performance and physical capabilities. Maybe your body's shape is not a big deal to you, but you want to run faster, you want to jump higher, you want to do more push-ups, you want to do the splits, nail a handstand, something like that where that's still a change. Go on a three-mile hike with the family. That right. might be a challenge for some people that can really take a lot of you. Completely. And so to get from where you are right now to what that goal might be is going to require some progress. Okay, so that would be progress mode where you want to make some physical changes happen. Maintenance mode. This is one notch below that. Maintenance mode is exactly what it sounds like. You're holding on to what you've got. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta hold on to what... Sorry, guys. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, so this is basically maintaining where you're at right now. You're not 
changing one way or the other. Ask yourself, are you content with your current situation? Okay, so where you're at right now in your body, are you content with it? Do you feel comfortable with the way your clothes fit and how your body performs? Are you satisfied with your present level of effort and results? Maybe you're just kind of satisfied with the amount of effort that you're putting out. Do you feel like you've reached your summit for now? You're kind of at the top of your mountain regardless of how tall your mountain actually is which can be vastly different for everybody. For some people, they reach maintenance mode when they feel like all their goals are fully met, or they might reach maintenance mode when they can no longer expend the effort necessary to be in progress mode. So sometimes you reach a season of life where you've been pushing hard and it makes sense to be in progress mode, to do all the things that are required to see change, but that effort is not sustainable for your current season of life. And maybe that's the break that somebody takes for the summer. Yeah, I mean, circumstances can quickly change and maintenance might be all you've got. And that's okay. It's totally okay. I think we tend to feel like unless I'm progressing, I must be digressing. But there is that nice little maintenance mode in the middle where you're not necessarily moving one way or the other and you're still doing a good job. You're still being healthy. And that's a perfectly fine place to be. Okay, so here's what each of these different modes actually looks like logistically, kind of in how it plays out in real life. Okay, so to be in progress mode, it requires very clear boundaries and pretty strong discipline. If you want to see progress, you can't wing it. (laughs) I don't think that we could just go about our day and just hope that something's going to work and maybe it'll stick. (laughs) No, you, you have to have a clear plan in place and then you have to follow that plan come hell or high water. With nutrition, this means that you're following the 85 to 90% rule, where 85 to 90% of the time you're, you're sticking with your good, healthy eating habits, and you're only splurging or deviating from those good eating habits only 10% of the time. Do you know what that looks like on a, in real life? Three meals a week? Yeah. It's about three meals a week, three to, three to five meals a week, depending on how many meals you eat per day. So only three to five meals a week are you essentially allowed to deviate from really well-designed, planned-out meals that are wonderfully nutritious for your body. Anything more than that is going to tip you into a different mode. That's pretty tight. It's pretty strict, but that's the reality. That's the reality of if you want to see progress. That's a lot to ask in summer. It is a lot to ask in summer, especially when you have that celebratory attitude every day. With exercise, it means that you're doing purposeful workouts at least two times a week. And yes, you can absolutely see change with only two times per week, two workouts a week, especially if they're the right kind of workouts. But this, of course, is kind of the bare minimum, you guys, to see some sort of progress. Major progress, major change with your body happens when you're doing about four to five planned workouts every week and you do not miss a workout. This means that one week you get all your workouts, the next week you get all your workouts, the next week you do the same. You don't miss your workouts. So that's progress mode, you guys. That's what it takes to make progress. So does it make sense for you right now during summer to be in progress mode? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, maintenance mode still involves boundaries and discipline, but it's more relaxed, okay? The path is a little wider. Things feel a little looser. There's a feeling of contentment with what you're doing. Like you're not necessarily pushing, but there's a threshold that you're trying to stay above 
to ensure that you have good health and true maintenance. Otherwise, you're going to digress, right? Exactly. You don't want to get to the end of the summer and go, whew, what happened? What did I just do? So there's that threshold that we need to make sure that we're staying above. So with nutrition, it means that you're sticking to your good, healthy eating habits about 75 to 80% of the time. So instead of that 85 or 90 percent rule it's a little looser than that okay so if you're eating four to five meals a day seven days a week this could be splurging about six or seven times over the course of the week about one time a day now for many of you already this summer your splurging has looked like a lot more than that you would say i'm splurging multiple times a day not just on one thing a day well it's summer it's summer Okay, so this could be a good wake-up call for you and make you realize like, oh, that's why I'm already starting to feel like I'm digressing. (laughs) It's because I've been splurging more than once a day. So what's the easiest way for somebody to track this? Because I know it can become very easy. Oh, this is one of my splurges. This is one of my splurges. And before you know it, you're splurging all the time. Right. I don't recommend necessarily that you write out every single thing that you eat, especially this time of year when life is busy and you prefer to do anything other than track your food that you're eating. (laughs) The best way to go about it is to just either write a check mark or an X mark. So you can create a little chart for yourself and I actually do this for the coaching program members is I provide a chart for them so that with every meal, if your breakfast complied with good and healthy eating habits, put a check mark. If it did not, if there was something you missed or there was something you ate that was not part of our good, healthy eating habits, you need to put an X mark. So you can easily see the number of checks you have over the course of the week and the number of X's you have over the course of the week. And if you want to stay in maintenance mode and not digress, you need to make sure that you're not having more than around seven X's over the course of the week. That means that the vast majority of your food are going to be those check marks, basically meals that hit the mark. And that's going to help you stay in maintenance mode without feeling like you need to be tracking all your food, tracking every single nutrient, especially not tracking calories. That just gets so tedious, you guys, and we don't need to go there. So with exercise, when you're in maintenance mode, it means that you're still doing lots of planned workouts over the course of the summer, but you might miss one here and there for whatever reason, and it's really not going to be a big deal. Okay, so perhaps with progress mode, you're, you're making sure you're getting those four workouts a week. Maybe here with maintenance mode, it might look more like two or three workouts a week, and it's not a big deal that you're missing them. You're just kind of trying to maintain the strength that you've got. You're able to stay strong and fit, but significant changes aren't necessarily happening with your body. So like we said before, I think for many people, it's going to make the most sense to be in maintenance mode throughout the summer. And I know for you and I, that's kind of where we sit over the course of the summer. Yeah, if I can get through summer and kind of look back and go, I haven't gone in the wrong direction and I was able to have a good time and enjoy my family and enjoy the summer, I think that's a successful summer. That's a great place to be. This more relaxed approach allows you to enjoy traveling and really enjoy the spontaneity of summer that comes with summer, but without digressing and feeling like you're totally overdoing it and feel like you're going to have to start from square one in September. But I know that there are some people where summer is the prime opportunity to finally make progress. I'm thinking of people that we know that are teachers. 
that work really hard and are very, very focused during the time of like during the rest of the year. And summer is finally an opportunity where they they have extra time. And this could be a great time to begin to establish good progress habits so that it sets them up for good healthy habits going into the new school year. So you could be in a completely different situation than what we've been talking about, how I know Scott and I, we like maintenance mode over the course of the summer, but you could be in a place where progress right now makes a lot of sense. And that's okay too. I think the wrong thing to do And this is what many people have done probably in years past is constantly flip between progress mode and digress mode over the course of the summer. And this is another way of saying the all or nothing mentality where you go on a trip for a week and you don't move, you're totally sedentary, you eat everything you want to eat and then you feel really crummy by the end of the week and so you come back home and you hit it hard. And you're like, I'm going to get really, really fit this week. (laughs) Try to make up for all the bad decisions you made before in one week. Because it was one week off, so why not one week on and it balances out, right? Completely. And so we're just flipping back and forth between making really hard progress one week and then total digress mode the next week. I'd rather that you just stayed more even keel. I'd rather you not have those bouts of progress during the course of December if it meant that you were more middle of the road and stayed more in maintenance mode even during vacation and maintenance mode when you were home just to keep it a little bit more even keel don't go so all in and then all out at times try to even things out but you can I, I do want you to know that it is okay to jump between maintenance mode and progress mode so this might make sense if you're going on a trip so when you're home You could say, my goal this summer is to make some progress. I do want to make some changes. So there are stretches of weeks where I am home. I'm in a great environment where I can make some progress. But then we're going to go on this trip. So that week, I'm going to do what I can to just maintain that week, which is going to mean I'll do a workout here or there, but I'm going to be a little looser, but I'm going to make make sure that I'm just maintaining that week that's okay because you're never flipping over into that digress mode, which is not okay. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked a lot about the theories of progress mode, digress mode, maintenance mode, and how all of those work. But what does this actually look like for people? Because it's easy to sit here and say, yeah, I'm going to be in maintenance mode, but I'm traveling next week and then the next week, and then we're going to the zoo this day and we're doing this. How does that actually play out practically for us? Right. We need, we need those like realistic strategies. So yeah, I think the first thing we need to do is to be realistic about what mode actually makes the most sense for us this summer. It's easy for us mentally to say, I do want to make progress this summer. I want to be in progress mode. I want to make some changes. I want to come out the other end of summer having lost 20 pounds. But our circumstances this summer just probably don't allow for it. So you might have to lower your expectations a little bit and be okay with that and be okay with this summer. I'm just going to make sure that I maintain. This is not going to be a summer for major progress and that needs to be okay. Or maybe it's a summer of I wish I could do major progress, but I'm going to be realistic about what I can do and do what you were talking about before about bouncing between maintenance mode and progress mode. Right, right, right. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but being more realistic that, man, I would love to have progress mode, but I want to do fun things this summer. Completely. Summer is also a great time to set you up 
to kind of lay the foundation for being able to make bigger progress in the future. So if you can look ahead to fall and say, fall is when my schedule is going to even out and it's going to be more predictable. So then I'm gonna take this summer to set myself up and maintain, kind of be in maintenance mode all summer long so that when I get to fall, I'm ready to hit it hard and really go all in. That might be more realistic for you based on your circumstances. So it's kind of balancing out your expectations and seeing right now, my expectations need to be a lot lower than I initially thought they needed to be. But then when I get to fall, I'm going to be ready because I'm going to set myself up for success in the future. And I think part of setting up that success is recognizing that consistency is key. It might not be everything that you want, or hope you would be able to do, but that you are consistently doing something and being realistic about what you can consistently commit to. Yeah, and that's actually the second point here is that you have to decide on a certain level of consistency. Summer always feels inconsistent. We need to pull more consistency into our routine somehow, some way. It's gonna make us feel so much better. So this could look very different than it looks throughout the year. So consistency for you this summer could be that you just commit to a certain number of total workouts per week. So maybe that looks like three workouts per week. Maybe ideally in your mind, you would like to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but maybe during the summer, it makes more sense to say, I'm gonna be more flexible about what days those land on. It might be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one week. It could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the next week. That's still three workouts a week, so there is a certain level of consistency still there. It's just looser consistency. Another way to go about it is to commit to a total number of workouts per month. So instead of looking at it in a week-long frame, expanding out, zooming out even further and saying, this month, I am going to attempt to get 12 total workouts over the course of the whole month it'll average out to approximately three workouts a week, but that might mean one week you get two, the next week you get four, but over the course of the month, you consistently got 12. And if June, July, and August, you get 12 workouts each month, that's consistent. It just might not look like it in your mind at the time, but that's a certain level of consistency for sure. And then we need to look at what do those actual, what do those workouts actually look like? What are you gonna do? Ask yourself, do you have access to a full gym this summer? And you're gonna be able to spend an hour or so at a time in the gym. Is that realistic? For some of you guys, I know it is. I know a lot of moms that will get a gym membership just for the summer because there's a kid program, there's a pool, and they sign up for the gym membership so that they have access to all these kid activities. So maybe this is a great time of year that you plan to do one workout a week at the gym with all the equipment that they've got there, and you're able to spend a full hour doing a good solid start to finish workout, and that might make sense for you. And I think it's important to realize what other opportunities there are to work out. It's not necessarily just going to the gym and doing those types of workouts. Those are gonna be important, but there's also many activities in the summer. That's a great part of summer is a lot of what we'd like to do is being active, whether that's swimming or hiking or biking with the family or even just going for long walks. Yes, that might not be what you want to do if you're in progress mode, but in maintenance mode, all those things can play into being active as well. 
Well, and isn't that why we work out anyway? <laughs> should be. It should be. I think so many of us forget that being able to do all of those things without having to hesitate or think twice about it is why we work out. So let's do that this summer. So even if it doesn't look like a planned full workout, go for a hike with the kids, run, sprint up a hill with them, try to race them from here to there. Do things that get you moving, get you active in new fun ways. It just might not be a planned workout. Well, I just think about this last week and we were down at the coast, down in Pacific City, and there's an incredibly large sand dune there for those of you that haven't been there. Yeah. And... I wouldn't go for a run. I wasn't doing any workouts or anything like that. But we climbed up that mountain with our kids. And I can tell you, I was huffing and puffing and feeling it in my muscles by the time I got to the top of that sand cliff. Oh, yeah. It's straight up, straight down. And it was a little bit of a workout. So we stayed active. We weren't just sitting on our bum the whole time we were vacationing. But it wasn't a planned workout. And that's okay, too. The other thing is to see if maybe it might make more sense for you to do your planned workouts at home this summer and not try to get to the gym. Maybe it's too much work to get the kids in the car (laughs) to make your way to the gym and that just sounds like a big giant nightmare. Maybe you need to have some good doable quick workouts that you can do at home that don't really require very much equipment. Only 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out and, and that's it. That's all you might need. And I know what helps for me is to do workouts that are timed workouts because then you're kind of forced to go a little bit faster. Sometimes you can go at your own pace when you're just going through a traditional workout. But when you have the timed, the Tabatas, then I'm forced to do it pretty quick. But that's great because I know I can be in and out in a half hour and actually get something done. Yeah. Another idea is to do kind of a combination of these short at-home workouts and then maybe one workout a week that's a little bit more involved. Maybe that's the one you go to the gym for. I know that when I design workouts for a lot of moms over the summer, I like to give them one or two workouts for each week that are 30 minutes or less so that they can fit those in when they get the chance and then give them one workout that's a little longer and maybe uses some equipment so that you get the exposure to weights, you get the exposure to that load and the higher intensity workouts like that, but you also have the opportunity to do these quick at-home workouts too, if you need to. That's like what your workouts might look like when you're home, but what about when you travel? And I know you and I talk about this a lot, Scott, because you travel a lot for work. And traveling, this can apply to us this summer, but also to a lot of people that travel for work on a regular basis. What do you do? What do you do when you travel for work? It's a good question. (laughs) I know for me, one thing that I do is I try to stay at a hotel that I know has a decent gym in it. Right. A place that has some free weights, some mats, medicine balls, things that I can use to get a little bit of a workout while I'm there. The other thing I'll do is prepare ahead of time and be ready to do a yoga if that fits in instead. Because I might not have time to go down to the gym, get sweaty, everything that goes along with that. But I can, always within my room, throw a couple of towels on the floor and start up a YouTube yoga. I have my favorite, Yoga with Tim. Check him out. He's awesome. (laughs) But you can sit down in a half hour. You're getting some movement in, even if I don't end up having a good gym because I had to stay at that hotel for a conference or something. Exactly, exactly. So you kind of have to ask yourself, are you going to work out when you're gone? And what are you going to do? So here's what I recommend, you guys. For trips that are four days or less, 
plan to do your workouts before you leave. Try to fit them in, kind of shift around the week so that you do your workouts before you leave and maybe when you get back home. And that way when you're on your vacation, when you're on your trip, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to try to get it done. You'll have to plan ahead for this and be really intentional about getting your workouts in before you go. But then when you go, especially if you're camping, that's a really hard environment to try to do a workout in. So plan on doing them, kind of shifting your workouts around it. Now, for trips that are longer than four days, you're going to feel best if you plan to work out while you're gone. So this is what you're talking about. This is when you're there for a couple days extended and you're able to fit in a workout while you're gone. So ask yourself, does the facility have a gym? Look into that ahead of time. And I know that's what you do. You pick hotels based on the gyms that they have available to you. Or do you need to do the bodyweight workouts just in your hotel room or maybe just in the condo that you guys are renting or wherever you might be? Another great option is instead of doing that type of a a body strength training style workout, you can try to use this opportunity to go for a run or do one a sprinting interval style workout just to get outside and see more of the environment, to see more of the sites where you're at. That can be a great opportunity also. Yeah, I'm not much of a runner, but I will say I always take advantage of this when the weather is nice when I'm traveling is to go for longer walks, to really go and walk for a few miles. So yeah, it's not getting in a full workout, but again, at least you're keeping movement and it can help you if you're going to be in maintenance mode. Exactly. So you guys, if you are already a member in my Strong Mamas coaching program, every single month you have workouts that totally fit the bill for traveling and fitting in quick workouts at home. I know you guys ask me a lot, what should I do when I go on vacation? So listen, with the monthly workouts that you have access to, workout C, workout D, and workout E, which is the interval training workout, None of those workouts require any equipment at all, and they take less than 30 minutes. So these ones are really great to use for when you're crunched for time or you're on the go. So if you're already a member of my coaching program, make sure that you're utilizing those this summer. If you're not in my coaching program, I do have a handful of free workouts on my website, strongmamas.com, and these workouts are quick, they're efficient, and they make a ton of sense for summertime workouts. My YouTube channel is also a great place to look for workout ideas. And guys, I'm going to make sure to link those in the show notes so you can find those. Registration for my coaching program right now is not open. I will link that also and you can go and and get on the wait list for that. I'm going to open it up periodically so that you can join my coaching program and have access to these workouts that I'm talking about. Okay, so let's chat real quick about your summertime nutrition habits. (laughs) Now that's the hard part. Because I think this is where we really feel like we get into digress mode. We might get you know, some activity here and there, maybe some great workouts, but when it comes to food, we can feel like that's where we really fall off the wagon. So we need to be realistic about what our choices are going to do. Are our choices going to tip us into digress mode? Probably. (laughs) If we're not... If if left unchecked? Yeah. Definitely. If you do not go in with a plan, I can guarantee that most of you, just like I would, will end up going into digress mode. Completely. What we can't do is spend the summer splurging on everything willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. That's a great term. (laughs) That is a great term. (laughs) Then feeling bad about it and being super controlling for a couple of days. It's that all or nothing mindset. And just constantly repeating that cycle over and over this summer. Let's not do that, okay? So the first thing we need to do is ask yourself what your favorite summertime splurges are. Be very specific about this. 
be honest about this. What are the best things for you? What are your favorite things? What are the things that you can say that you can look out and say, I can take it or leave it. That thing just doesn't really do it for me. So think about all the summertime splurgy style of foods. Maybe it's ice cream. Maybe it's adult beverages. Maybe it's things like chips or hot dogs and burgers, diner stuff. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's all of the above. But stop and think about what are what are my absolute favorite things? Because I think often we find ourselves splurging on things, especially at barbecues or potlucks, places like that, we eat things that we don't really care about just because it's there. And I think for me, where this comes up is when we're sitting around the campfire when we're camping, right? because we're always making s'mores for the kids. And s'mores are something that I will eat, but they're not one of my favorites. So it's easy for me to say no to a s'more, but at the same time, I definitely like to have that beer while I'm sitting around the fire as well. So it's kind of that trade-off of I'm not completely cutting myself off, but I know that s'mores aren't my favorite thing. And so I put those aside. Yeah. And that's a moment of mindfulness. You have to make that choice in the moment and and realize even ahead of time that s'mores don't really do it for you. So make the conscientious choice to say, I'm not going to have the s'more. I would rather have the beer instead. That's important as we go through summertime is just being constantly aware of what are things that we can have the take it or leave it attitude about and whether what are the things that oh, we just really, really enjoy, we really love. And then once again, go back to deciding whether or not you're trying to be in maintenance mode or progress mode. So just understand that with even just maintaining, there needs to be some checks and balances still. This is about one, approximately one splurge a day. If you want to maintain, that doesn't mean that you can go hog wild in the evenings. <laughs> that can't happen. If you want to make progress this summer, it's less than one splurge a day, you guys. And of course, and this is something I just mentioned with your choices with the s'mores, is to stay mindful in the moment. It's so easy to turn our brain off and stop thinking about food and the way food makes us feel and to just eat something because it's there or to just eat something because we have that celebratory attitude of like, this is what we do in the summer. This is not going to be here all year long, so I better enjoy it now. But stop and think, how does this actually make you feel when you eat it? Did you plan to have the ice cream, but now you're totally not feeling it and you're, you're just not really in the mood to have it? Then just don't have it. Maybe you thought you got to the situation and you thought that you were going to really enjoy a couple handfuls of chips and then you start eating them and you realize, you know, I know how this is going to make me feel in a little while, then just stop eating them. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay to put them down. Really think through how all the splurge foods are going to make you feel and how good and healthy foods are going to make you feel. Think through all of that. Weigh them in your mind and that's going to help you in the moment be able to have a little bit more willpower, a little bit more intuition with the foods that end up going in your mouth. Okay, one final tip, you guys. Bring the veggies. (laughs) Did you hear me? Do I need to say that again? Be the one that brings the veggies. Always, 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 okay? So this is going to make your life a whole lot easier. So situations like potlucks, camping trips, barbecues, whatever it is, always bring or provide some form of veggies whether that's going to be a veggie tray, a big green salad, roasted veggies, or whatever, if it's there, if you know it's there, you have controlled the environment and you know that you have something healthy that you can eat that's going to make you feel good. I recommend that you eat the veggies first, 
fill up on those first and then decide if there's still other splurge type items that you still would really enjoy having. Yeah, one other challenge I think that comes up in the summers, because we're traveling so much, we're eating out a lot more, right. which can bring its own set of challenges for sure. Do you have some tips that you can share with everybody about how to handle fast food and then also how to handle even restaurant situations so that you don't completely lose control when you're at a restaurant? Pretty much every menu, whether it's a fast food menu or a restaurant menu, is going to have some sort of salad on it. Even McDonald's has a salad. And yeah, I know it doesn't, when you're ordering, it doesn't sound like that's going to satisfy your hunger and all the cravings. But as you eat it, you feel so good about the fact that you ordered a salad. You feel kind of empowered by that, that you actually ordered a salad at McDonald's or even at a restaurant. And you just feel so much better. And the more and more you do that, the more you order the salad instead of the burgers and fries, the less you crave the other things that you don't necessarily need to eat, okay? So start to get in the habit of always scouring the menu for either the salad or the item that might look like it has the most vegetables and the most good lean protein. Something like macaroni and cheese, (laughs) it doesn't hit either of those marks. (laughs) We don't have protein, we don't have vegetables, so that might be the one item to stay away from. So just go out of your way to find the item on the menu that's gonna have the most vegetables and a good protein option. Also at restaurants, take a look at the sides part of the menu. Usually it's kind of hidden in a corner on the menu, but generally you can find a good side salad even a side, order a side of chicken breast, a side of steak tenderloin, even a side of just roasted broccoli or roasted veggies. And usually they're way cheaper than many of the other options that are on the menu. So get in the habit of ordering off the sides menu. It's really helpful. Okay, so for the remainder of the summer, let's just focus on being healthy, you guys, but not at all obsessed about it. I want you to be able to enjoy this season with your family, to enjoy traveling, to enjoy going on the trips, to really enjoy good food in the summer barbecues and not feel like you're having to diet your way through summer because that that's not fun. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I don't want you to feel like you have to eat perfectly or work out like crazy, but I still want you to feel good. So let's maintain a certain level of consistency Even if that means more relaxed consistency, that's okay too. Don't shirk your responsibilities with your body and wing it all summer long. You're going to regret it. You're going to hate how you feel if you do that. Have some discipline. Have some boundaries. Have a plan. Decide if you're going to be in progress mode. Decide if you're going to be in maintenance mode. Make sure that is clear in your mind. But just realize that the plan might need to look a little different than the rest of the year, and that is totally okay. Okay, let's get to your questions, you guys. We had a couple of really great questions come in and I wanna remind you to send me your questions, you guys. This is a great opportunity to have your specific food, fitness, or even mindset, faith questions answered. I love answering your questions, okay? So make sure that you either private message me on Facebook, Instagram, or even send me an email and I will make sure to answer your questions on an upcoming show. 
Okay, the first question is from Melissa. She asks, do you have any good verses that speak to our individual body types and learning to accept who we are individually? I'm still wrestling with comparing myself to others, and I would love more insight and wisdom in this area. Oh, yes, Melissa, I've got some great stuff for you. And it's so easy for all of us to see our diversity. And instead of celebrating it and rejoicing over how God created each of us so uniquely, we can quickly become jealous of others and feel down about our own bodies. Ultimately, I find that this attitude, getting stuck in this comparison attitude, it keeps us stuck and really unable to move forward into exploring what our amazing body can do and ultimately keeps us ineffective for the kingdom of God. If we're just sitting here wallowing in our own pity There's not a whole lot that we're doing for the kingdom and moving forward. So we have to get unstuck from this place. One of my favorite first verses is Psalm 139, 13 through 18. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame or my body shape, my body size, my my individual frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. This is how God sees you. This is how he sees your body. He designed you. He created you so uniquely. And his thoughts are precious about you. And we need to start aligning our own thoughts with the way God thinks about us. It's so important. Another one is Jeremiah 1, 5 through 8. It says, this is very similar, by the way. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, this is Jeremiah. God is speaking to Jeremiah, and usually that's where we stop reading. But I feel like the next few verses, the the way that Jeremiah kind of responds is really key to where our hearts are in this place too. So it goes on. It says, Jeremiah says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. How often does God give us a task and he gives us a purpose and a calling and then we feel like, but I, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to say, but I'm this way. My body is this way. I'm, I'm too young. I'm too old. And God's like, no, 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 don't say that. My plan is greater for you than what you could ever say about yourself. In 1 Corinthians 12, 11 through 27, this is kind of a longer passage, but it speaks to the differences as a body of believers and how we're all so created differently and why that is so important that we're different. So it says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. 
All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now listen to this, you guys. It says, now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And I'm going to skip down to verse 24. It says, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Friends, you're going to be ineffective in the kingdom of God until you step into your own uniqueness in your unique calling. Stop saying that because you're not an eye, (laughs) like he says, or you're not an ear or a hand, or you're not a lovely slender model, or you're not an ectomorph, or you're not tall enough, or your hips aren't the right size. Stop saying those things. Stop saying that because you're not those things, that you're less valuable or less worthy. Remember it says in that scripture, but in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, his body, the church, that's all of us, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. He has made you just as he intended you to be. Okay. So you need to accept that. You need to own that truth. You need to see that when you look around and see the diversity among all of us human beings, how we're all created so differently, you need to see that each of us have been created just as he wanted and intended us to be. So then you need to now move on. Okay, let's move on from that feeling of I'm not good enough or my body. I want it to change and be like someone else's body. You got to move on and you got to go do and go do the things you were meant to do. Okay, next question. Jamie asks when eating. Now, this is super practical and we're going to get through this super quick because it's just a nutrition question, but it's really good, you guys. Okay, when eating beans and legumes as a protein, does it also count as a carb? Oh, I love this question. So this is how foods rarely fall into one macronutrient category. Okay, there are lots of foods that I say they kind of straddle the line. So avocados, they straddle the line. Are they a produce or are they a healthy fat? I don't know. (laughs) Beans, they kind of straddle the line. They're a protein, but they're also like a carb. Eggs, they are definitely protein, but they also have a lot of fats in them. Cheese is one of those too. So you've got all these foods that kind of straddle the line. So when it comes to beans and legumes, they're equally a protein and a carb. So we need to look at the rest of your overall diet, okay? Are you mostly a plant-based eater? And you need to get protein any way you can. Whether that protein might come with some good, 
whether or not that protein might come with some also fiber-rich carbohydrate. So you just might be someone that needs protein any way you can get it, even if it comes with some more carbohydrate. If that's you, then you need to be treating beans and legumes as a good protein source. But if you are more of a meat eater, if you eat animal protein and you eat a wider variety of protein and you are able to get protein from a lot of other sources, then you might feel best if you treat beans and legumes as more of a starchier carbohydrate. So it's not, see how this is not black and white, you guys, you kind of have to look at what your overall eating habits are, okay? If you are able to get a lot of high quality protein from other protein sources, then beans and legumes should not be treated as a primary protein, protein source. But if you're more of a vegetarian, they do provide some protein that's really good and healthy for you. So this especially rings true if you're someone that's also a, that's a meat eater and you're doing your best to kind of minimize your starchier carbohydrate intake for body composition purposes. So if that's you, if you fall into that category, you might feel best if you treat beans and legumes as more of a starchier carbohydrate. Okay, you guys, that's all we have time for today. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe to the Strong Mamas podcast if you have not already. Please, please, please make sure to leave a review, rate the show. That always helps in search engines. That makes it more easily findable by other listeners out there. And once again, I thank you so much for spending your time with me today, for spending your time with my co-host Scott today also. And I hope that you feel more empowered and equipped to take care of your body better, to make healthy choices in simple, practical ways and to be strong for the glory of God. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.